All right, so uh, this week, kind of a theme that's been going on continues. You remember two weeks ago, the theme was Jesus can give us grace. He can talk to us. He can communicate with us in some sort of way. But we can be so confused, shallow, or worldly that we either miss it or squander it. We just miss it or squander it. Last week, our Lord built on that, and He clarified that we're either on His team or on Team Satan. Those are the options. There's no funny middle area. Like, we're on Team Jesus or we're on Team Satan. And we can think that we're on Team Jesus and actually be on Team Satan because our lives, practically speaking, either in totality or in specific ways, are identical to the lives of secular people, just in practice. So we got to be sure. We got to be sure we're on His team. We got to be praying every day, going to Mass every week, going to confession regularly. If you haven't filled out a personalized spiritual plan yet, it's a great sort of base level like, okay, how do I actually do this concretely? Got to make sure we're doing those things and execute the necessary steps to actually get holy. Because if we just think like, oh man, I'd like to be holy, never going to happen. It's just never going to happen. We have to actually plan it out. This week, he puts an even finer point on all of that, on the whole thing. And he adds two shades to the painting. Two shades, two colors. One color is the reality that what he's offering is so valuable, we got to be willing to give up anything for it. What he's offering us is so valuable, we got to be willing to give up anything for it. And man, that's a radical statement. And the other color, the other shade, is the fact that not everyone's going to get it. Not everyone is going to enter the kingdom of heaven, sadly. Universalism, the philosophy of universalism, is wrong. It's not the same outcome after this life for all persons. There's a big difference between being St. Patrick and Charles Manson. Those guys don't end up the same way in the afterlife. Universalism is incorrect. We can't assume that everybody kind of gets this magic thing called heaven at the end of their life because God loves everybody. Absolutely God loves everybody. He is love. He is what it is. But because He is love, He would never violate our freedom. Freedom is inherent to love. You can't say that you love somebody and then forcefully take away their ability to not choose you. That's not love. You just can't. It automatically cancels out the claim that your love is real. What it is in that case is probably more like obsession or infatuation or something else that's trying to chaotically address an interior wound, but it's not selflessness. It's not the selflessness of the Trinity. So what do we do with this? I got two suggestions, two concrete suggestions. So the first suggestion is something to insert into your prayer time this next week. I'm assuming everybody's got a prayer time. It's a hopeful assumption. There's something every day that you pray. 
There's some space that you carve out every day for the Lord where you can just have core-on-core, heart-to-heart contact. Into that space, here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about what you're willing to give up for Jesus. What are you willing to give up for him? Or more importantly, what are you not willing to give up for him? That's the more valuable information, I think. Because our love for anything or anyone, it can actually be measured. It can be analyzed. It's not like a wispy thing that's in the air. And it's in direct correlation to how much we're willing to sacrifice for that thing or that person. So this is as close as you can get to running yourself through some sort of psycho-spiritual, psycho-emotional MRI, is you sit and you think about the person that you love and you think, what am I not willing to give up for that person? What am I not willing to give up for them? And you know exactly how much you love them. It correlates perfectly to sacrifice. The level that we're willing to sacrifice. And every Christian at some point in our lives has to do that with Jesus. So that's what this exercise is. Run that test during your prayer time this week. Whatever you come up with while you're doing it, whatever is on the I wouldn't give it up list, at least make an act of spiritual surrender to the Lord of those things. That's the exercise. So we're sitting, we're contemplating, we're like, okay, here's the things. And then we're turning them over, we're surrendering them, at least spiritually in our heart. Lord, I'm currently not 100% willing to give up entertainment, booze, pornography, self-medicating, complaining, gossip, the news, my sense of ownership over my life, my things, my assets, my everything. But I give those things to you right now in my heart because I recognize that I wouldn't have anything if you hadn't given it to me. A hundred percent of what I am and have is a gift from you. So in my heart, I surrender those things to you. That's a step in the right direction. It's not quite getting there yet, but it's a step in the right direction. And the second suggestion is connected to it. Very simply recognize the master wants more than anything to just insert us into his heart. He just wants to squeeze us forever. If you've ever felt that grace, if you've ever actually subjectively perceived the love of the real Jesus, it feels like being squeezed in the very center of your being. Like the absolute perfect hug. Because it's total fulfillment of what we are. He just wants to do that forever. And the only things that could prevent that from happening are the things that are on I wouldn't give it up 
list.